This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, March 22nd, 2015. Blessed when your faith provokes persecution. Just a yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you for today, for all who have gathered to hear your word, to hear the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, open our hearts that we might receive something new receive a touch from you that we might be able to apply that to our lives and go live in the way that you would want us to live and be who you would want us to be who you created us to be and so lord we thank you for gathering us it's not by accident we give this time to you in jesus name amen Amen. well welcome to the final installment of our sermon series called blessed blessed. So for five weeks, we've been uh, exploring the teachings of Jesus found in the fifth chapter of Matthew. Matthew is the first book of the New Testament in the second half of the Bible. It's all about the life and ministry of Jesus, and actually the words of Christ are in there found in, in a lot of the book, but we're focused on the Beatitudes. Beatitude means to bring blessing or happiness. And so there are Beatitudes, they're found in chapter 5 of Matthew, verses 1 through 10, or 3 through 10, and today we're going to focus on Matthew 5, verse 10, with our eighth Beatitude. This is the message version of Scripture. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. And so once again, we're told that we are blessed when the circumstances that bring about the blessing normally would have us feel anything but blessed. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. Persecution means hostility or ill treatment, especially because of race or political or religious beliefs. Jesus Jesus here knows his disciples are going to face persecution, great persecution, because of him, their belief in him, their association with him, their allegiance to him. And so here in the Beatitudes, Jesus talking to his disciples, preparing them for what is going to come. And, uh, and he doesn't miss the mark because uh, generally it's believed that each and every one of his disciples did die for the faith. Uh, one especially, Peter. Uh, uh, we're told that Peter was crucified by the Emperor Nero, and Peter asked to be crucified upside down so that, uh, because he didn't feel worthy to be crucified in the same fashion as his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, uh, so each of those guys basically gave it all for the faith. Nero was one of the all-time great persecutors. I, we hate to even bring it up, but we wanted to share what a hostile environment the early Christians were in. I mean, it, it's hard to even fathom what they experienced 
as they tried to spread about the good news, the new life in Christ that they had experienced by knowing and living and uh, working with Jesus Christ. But, you know, we've heard in the history books, and, and it's true, that there were Christians that were fed to lions, there were Christians that were burned at the stake, but what Nero did, he would bury Christians alive up to their necks, put tar over their head, light their head on fire so that it they would be like a lighted walkway toward his house. I mean, that's what people, that is just extreme persecution, but that's what our forefathers and foremothers in the Christian faith had to endure. Speaking of persecution, we have a couple of friends in India who face daily persecution, not to the level of uh, being walkway lights, or uh, you know, that kind of barbaric behavior, but uh, still daily persecution. The names are Pastor Koshi and Joycey Baby. Now, Koshi Baby, when he was here several years ago, said he didn't realize how cool his name was until he got to the United States and people were calling him Koshi Baby. And, uh, and we've known him for about 10 years. Uh, our church, in fact, has ado- adopted them many years ago. We, we send them money on a quarterly basis to help buy milk for the, for the uh, children in, his, in their school. And we also help out with some family living expenses because he even had like three different jobs and wanted to, him to give one of those up so he could really concentrate on his ministry on the school. Um, Carrie and I and several other members of the congregation have made visits. We, uh, we've had uh, medical aid and missionary visits over to uh, this area of, uh, of India, New Delhi. Several years ago, our congregation uh, he came and talked about buying some land to put a school on. And in six weeks, our congregation had, had given $48,000 in just six weeks to buy this land. A school was put up at that time to, to, to take care of 1,000 students. But that was several years ago, and it's grown incredibly. Several years ago, Koshi, in fact, changed the name of his church. It was Car- I can't remember what it was, Carmel something. He changed it to Car- Carmel Community Church. C-C-C, connection, community, so get, the, get the connection there. Uh, just like we have triple C. Pastor Koshi and Joyce and their family, they face severe persecution daily. They live in an, in an area that's primarily Hindu, along with some other religions, and, and Christianity is the very, very, uh, Christians are a great minority in that part of the world, and in fact, face a great deal of persecution. We asked Koshi to, to share with us a little bit about that. In fact, I didn't call him till earlier this week, and he was very diligent and got a video to us quickly. We appreciate that. Here's what Koshi had to say to us. Hi, Pastor Alan, Pastor Kerry, and Connection Community Church. Greetings from CCC India. It's such a joy for me to connect with you again. I want to thank you for standing with us in taking the gospel to the uttermost part of this nation. The ministry of Carmel Community Church began with three people and the journey was not easy. Even the ministry to the children began with three children and today we have 3700 children that we are taking care on a regular basis. As I said, the journey was not easy. We had to face many challenges and threats against our lives. In 2008, Joycey was threatened with a life threat from one of the fanatic groups that were working against Christian uh, churches and Christian ministries. They have told their honor face 
that they would kill her if she didn't stop the work that she was doing among the slum children and the other parts of the city. But God always had his hand of protection upon us and we are still alive and keep on doing what God has called us to do. In 2010, God gave a huge vision to the church to plant 200 churches by 2020. As the vision was gigantic, the threats and the challenges were also gigantic. And today we can all say that Jesus who said that I on this rock I shall build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There were three people who plotted to kill Joyce in 2008 and I am so delighted to tell you that one of that man, one of those people are worshipping the living God with us today. He and his family took baptism and they are a part of us. As I said, we began with a great vision of 200 churches by 2020 and today we have already planted 81 churches in different parts of this nation and also in the nation of Nepal. God is so faithful in taking care of us and leading us. Even there was one time the police force came and they wanted to seal the church property. They wanted to close it down and but God you know, did not allow them to do that. There was a big police force who were trying to do that but God kept us protected us and he did not allow that to happen. You know, when we are persecuted for the sake of Christ, for righteousness sake, we know one thing that we can rejoice because we are a blessed people. We blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and they all, I will say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. And I'm sure that God has his hand of protection upon all of us here. Though we are a persecuted minority, we know that the enemy doesn't like what we are doing. But we have a great God who will keep us doing what we are doing and bring glory to his name. Once again, thank you Connection Community Church for standing with us. Thank you Pastor Allen, Pastor Curry, Brother Mike and all of you for standing with us to do in doing what God has called us to do. Thank you once again. May the Lord bless each one of you. Notice he said, thank you, Brother Mike. That's Mike Rotina, who's our financial. He's the one that writes the checks. <laughs> He's a smart guy, right? He's hey, a smart Alan, guy. Um, Katie Burke is here with us today. And Katie's going to go to India and try to connect with Koshi. And we're right. so excited yeah, yeah, for yeah, you yeah. to be able to do that. Yes. On a medical mission. So that's great. Did you hear that constant din in the background, the honk? And, uh, that's like 24-7 in, in, in Delhi. It's just like... Whew, you never get a break from it. It's just like this constant background noise. It's really incredible. But anyway, Koshi and Joycey are two of our heroes of the faith. You know, they, they face persecution, possibly even death, on an ongoing basis. And, and they persevere amidst that persecution and praise the Lord, spread the word of, of God, Jesus Christ. So, you know, they are absolutely incredible. Please Amen. pray for them. Add them to your prayer list. Pray for them daily because they're able to share Jesus with a group that we can't reach, but they can. 
and our support helps them do that. You know, in this country, we generally are not faced with uh, threats on our lives through persecution by believing in Jesus like Koshi and Joycey, but there is some persecution. Um, there has been a gradual shift in thinking in the United States in the last 50-some years where you know, our focus, our priority here in the United States, um, it long ago, 50 plus years ago, there was this Christian worldview. Christianity was the dominant uh, religion, and that is not so anymore. In fact, having a perhaps more conservative, biblical, Christ-centered, evangelical worldview is not popular these days. Uh, in fact, it's the exception more than the norm. Here in 2015, persecution most likely won't take the form of life and death here in the United States, but more likely ridicule, being ostracized, uh, maybe even a lawsuit, loss of a job. We were reading where recently the, uh, the, the city of Atlanta, their fire chief, Kelvin Cochran, was suspended for 30 days this past November. And then subsequently he was fired because of a men's devotional book that he had written in which uh, there was a section on biblical sexual morality that was fairly conservative, uh, evangelical in nature. Someone from the fire department shared a few passages of the book with a city councilman and then told the councilman that the passages were opposed to his personal beliefs on the subject. And, and the councilman then, uh, a leader then in the, in the campaign to fire Cochran, shared this with the, um, the newspaper down there, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, last November. He said, he said, I respect each individual's rights to have their own thoughts, beliefs, and opinions. But when you're a city employee and those thoughts, beliefs, and opinions are different from the city's, you have to check them at the door. Now, even though an um, investigation concluded that Cochran had not discriminated against anyone, he was still fired. On the plus side, Cochran has uh, some high-profile supporters, uh, including a large portion of Georgia's congressional delegation, and some of those people have written a letter calling on the city to reinstate uh, this fire chief. Uh, from what we read, that's where it stands at this time. More and more we find that um, a Christ-centered biblical worldview is in conflict with the views around us, and there may be some sense of feeling persecuted. On Thursday, uh, Lori and I and some other members of our church uh, went to a conference in Dover, sponsored by the Delaware Family Policy Council. We were briefed on various issues and encouraged to, to take a bold stand on uh, some bills that might be introduced in Congress that might not be consistent with our beliefs. And we heard from keynote speakers, uh, their names were David and Jason Benham. I don't know if you've heard from them, they, uh, about them. They, were semi-pro ball players, and then they had this very successful real estate uh, business going on. They were entrepreneurs. They went from nothing to this uh, wonderful business, and so HGTV picked them up, and they were going to do a reality TV show. 
and it was supposed to air in the fall of 2014. And there was a lot of excitement around it, and one day it was all great, and the next day the show was abruptly canceled because someone caught wind that they uh, held to this particular conservative view and that they wanted to hold to their biblical perspectives, and so their show was canceled. Um, we received this student rights handbook, and it's pretty interesting. It's a guide to religious freedom on various campuses and schools, so if you'd like to catch this, read this, it's right here, and we can order some more for you. We learned about the Houston Five. Actually, we had heard about them before because uh, Megan and Ted live in Houston, our kids, and what the Houston Five are, five pastors who, whose sermons were subpoenaed uh, and they had to provide these copies of sermons uh, that had any reference to changing sexual norms or, or gender identity. So they weren't um, apparently free to speak. And so what they might be experiencing or some of us might be experiencing is kind of some pressure regarding our beliefs, whatever they might be, that pressure could turn into persecution, like what the police chief experienced, or, or the Benham brothers, or I would say even um, the Houston Five. So in preparation for today, uh, at our team, lead team meeting yesterday, our leadership team meeting, we just asked if anyone there had experienced any kind of uh, persecution because of their religious beliefs. And one guy shared that several years ago when he first uh, became a believer, he was just so excited, just so, you know, he, uh, overwhelmed with everything that uh, the job site he was on wore hard hats and he put these Christian stickers all over his hard hat while some of his fellow workers ridiculed him openly about how he had chosen to share his new faith. And Granted, he wasn't um, on the verge of losing his life like uh, Joyce he was back in 2008, and, uh, or even the loss of a job, but it's still persecution because by definition, persecution is hostility or ill treatment, especially because of race or political or religious beliefs. Uh, there was someone else on your lead team, our lead team here at Connection Church, who shared that she and her sister were persecuted by their family. What that looked like is that uh, because of their faith in Jesus that her father didn't share, the sister was kicked out of the house like when she was young, I mean 16, 17, and kicked out. They were both ostracized. They were both criticized uh, because of their faith in Christ. Mm, disowned. Disowned. Yeah. Another member shared that her nine-year-old fourth grade daughter came home from school the other day asking her mom, what is a goody-goody? I'm sorry, a goody-two-shoes. And when her mother told her, the mom just then asked her why she wanted to know that. And the daughter shared that that's what some of her classmates were calling her because of her belief in God and uh, because she and some of her friends out at recess time would go off and take time for prayer. Isn't that incredible, though? A nine-year-old praying with her friends on the playground and a great opportunity that this mom had to share with her daughter that 
goody two-shoes is kind of a great label and not something negative that this uh, young, young girl was experiencing. So have you experienced persecution? Have you experienced a hostility because of your belief or your faith in God? Have you had friends who don't want to have anything to do with you anymore because you're not uh, feeling like you want to go with the flow, maybe what you used to do as friends, and now you have a new life in Christ, and you don't choose to do that kind of thing anymore? Or family members who are putting up walls. I, I've had this before. Uh, putting up walls or, or are very critical or sarcastic because of your faith in Christ. How about in the workplace or at school? Have you felt alone or ostracized, uh, left out because you no longer have the popular view of the people around you, but instead choose to have the biblical view? You know, none of this really should surprise us, especially if we're familiar with Scripture. Jesus warned that it was going to be like this in John, the 15th chapter. Here's what he said. He said, if you find the godless world is hating you, remember it got its start hating me. If you lived on the world's terms, the world would love you as one of its own. But since I picked you to live on God's terms and no longer on the world's terms, say it with me, will you? The world is going to hate you. Wow, it's pretty harsh, isn't it? What do we do with that? What do we do? Well, let's go back to the scripture, the beatitude that we opened up with and kind of get refreshed. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. Say the rest with me. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. Now let's take a look at the version of scripture from the New International Version that you might have read before. Let's say it together, it's on the bottom. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so we are blessed when our commitment to God, our faithfulness, provokes persecution. We are blessed when we are persecuted because of righteousness, because we try to do the right thing in God's eyes, because we do what we feel God is calling us to do. Sounds strange, doesn't it, to say we're blessed when we get beat up physically, emotional, psychologically, spiritually, when we get beat up because we're doing what God is calling us to do, and when we're being who God calls us to be. And yet Jesus says that we are blessed in the midst of all that. So, if we believe what Jesus says, and we do, what that means is that we got to keep on keeping on. We got to hang in. We got to keep on doing it. Even when it's difficult, even when it is challenging, even when it is painful, we not only need to, we have to do what God blesses. Because here's the thing we got to remember we're not here to please mankind, humankind. We're here to please God and God alone. So, we read in Scripture that, that we're blessed when uh, our commitment to God provokes persecution. How? 
how are we blessed? This is what that blessing looks like. The blessing is that that persecution, that kind of pressure that we're feeling because of our faith and wanting to live for Christ, we're blessed because it doesn't um, propel us away, but it propels us into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. As Christians, it's like, oh wow, I'm going to delve even deeper into the word, word of God, and I'm going to pray even more to the one true God. And so when we're feeling isolated and ostracized and ridiculed, take heart, go to God, the Father in heaven, who gets it. He gets it because his one and only son was persecuted doing the work of the Father. Jesus Christ was persecuted to death upon the cross. He was innocent. He did nothing, but he did that for us. He took on our stuff, the sins of the world, so that we might have strength and have hope so that we might receive the blessing from God. When Koshi talked about uh, the death threat, I, I can remember this. I was blown away. He says that, you know, he's already dead. He's dead to himself, so no one has any power over him because he's alive in Christ, he's dead to himself. So, you know, go ahead, do what you will, so to speak, is Koshi saying, you know, he just wants to live for the Lord, even to give his life, literally, for the Lord. And the guy we mentioned uh, on, on our lead team, he was ridiculed, uh, but he shared yesterday that that taunting, that ridicule, made him closer to God. It didn't cause him to go away. It gave him a closer relationship with God. The, the two sisters that we talked about, you know, they are serving God and loving God more than they ever have. And this, this young girl is getting encouragement in the garage and through her parents to just be strong in Christ. <laughs> the one girl, this is hilarious, the one girl, in fact, told her father, the one that kicked her out and ostracized her, disowned her, told him that she knew there had to be a God because it's only through God that she's been able to forgive her dad <laughs> as often as she has. That's huge, isn't it? It's absolutely huge. So as we are persecuted for the faith, then, we get a glimpse of what Jesus dealt with because he was greatly persecuted. We just get a glimpse. We get a glimpse of what he endured. We get a glimpse of what he did for you and me. Just a glimpse. We can't come in anywhere near understanding fully, but we get a glimpse. You can have an appreciation of how much Jesus loves us. Loves us enough to allow himself to be hung on a cross and die for you and me. And so our blessing is the relationship with Jesus and the promise he gives of a future in God's kingdom. A kingdom of sharing and caring and loving and the truth is we get that glimpse of that kingdom now. In the here and now, we get to have a glimpse of the there and then. And we get to be a part of it. We get to share in it. We get to share it with those around us. Just as God shares 
his kingdom with us. So what does that kingdom look like? The here and now, the there and then. The there and then, then is the perfect uh, place where we have hope. If we're Christians, we'll be with the Lord in heaven, which is the perfect place. But we get to see glimpses of heaven here on earth. That's the hope. That's the shalom that we preached about uh, yet last Sunday. Yeah. But here's another way it looks. You see, since we are blessed, we have an opportunity to be a blessing. Do you know you can be a blessing? We're blessed, and it's a funnel. It flows through. We're blessed to be a blessing. We're blessed um, because Christ flows through us, and we get to reflect love and kindness and compassion even in the midst of the persecution, to share, to have the fruit of the Spirit, even when we're persecuted, gentleness and self-control. It's not lashing back, but it's always putting on love. And by being a blessing, we can offer people hope. The hope that God has offered us, we are God's vessels, and we get to offer that to those around us or far away. Now, the far away part, we get to be a part of by supporting Koshi through tithes and offerings, but also by a ministry that is part of our church now called Operation Christmas Child. Who's heard of Operation Christmas Child? Yeah, we had an opportunity. It was like 600 boxes that were sent um, to children in other parts of the world. Pat Berlin, who attends the 830 service, she is the regional director for Operation Christmas Child, and we had an opportunity to talk to her on Wednesday night at Alpha. She was sharing with us that those boxes that we pack and other churches pack go to areas that are under great, great um, persecution beyond our imagination. And they go to children who are in refugee camps, like there are some uh, ISIS kids that were refugees because of ISIS, and these boxes, some of them went to, went to them. In fact, they, they kept a certain amount of boxes, and there had to be only certain things in them, but they're in that batch somewhere, and some of our boxes could be in there, where they were smuggled in. I mean, I'm just so in awe of the people who would do that, too. They were smuggled in so these children, the families, could receive a box that represents Christ's love and that gives a message of the gospel and that gives them hope, a little glimpse of the kingdom of heaven. And we get to be a part of that Connection Church. And so you'll be hearing more about Operation Christmas Child as the year progresses. And so here's the thing, if you're feeling persecuted because of your biblical worldview, which means if you look at the world through the, uh, the filter of Scripture, if you interpret with uh, using the Bible as your basis, then we say you should be rejoicing. You should be celebrating. Because you're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. If you're standing strong uh, against the pressure to do things that you know are contrary to God's will for your life and your fear is that you might lose a friend or that your family will turn against you, we're going to say to you, take comfort. 
because you're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. If you feel harassed at work or at school or in your community because you refuse to go against, uh, uh, against doing what you know is right, know this, you are blessed. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. I'm just feeling really strongly right now that there is someone or there's some people in here who are feeling pressure or some persecution to do things that they know God would cause them to not do. <clears throat> Take comfort in that the Lord is fighting for you and the Lord's got your back. Hold tight. Live your life for Christ, and you will be blessed. You will receive a blessing, and the blessing comes in the form of just this, this steadfastness that, yeah, it's not in my strength, but it's in my weakness that I am going to cling to the one who is strong and who can indeed carry us through. We are blessed because the persecution drives us even deeper into God's kingdom. That's the truth. That's the truth of the word of God. Let's take courage, let's be bold, let's live it, and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, it, it's hard. Um, sometimes there's pressure in school from our friends, possibly from people who we are in very close relationship to, to kind of go off that course. But Lord, you are light in our lives and you will light our path. So help each one of us uh, be strong and courageous and understand that when we hold to those convictions, that have to do with you. Lord, we receive an incredible blessing. Help us be a blessing to others. I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.